0: This is Sean Mandoli, and you're listening to the Hopeland Church Podcast. I hope you encounter God and walk in new levels of freedom as a result of listening to this message. Enjoy. What's up, everybody? How's everybody doing today? Excited to be here with you. About to jump into this word, and uh, my prayer is that it speaks to you um, and that... Uh, you get a, um, a revelation or we encourage you in, uh, the truth, um, that God cares. And so, um, here we go. Let me pray. Uh, so, uh, we're in part two of If It Matters to You, It Matters to God. And, um, let's do this here this morning. Father, we thank you for, your divine word and the truth of your word. And we pray now in the mighty name of Jesus that by the Holy Spirit, we would receive revealed knowledge. Lord, I pray that the word wouldn't just touch the intellect, but God, I pray that it would impart truth and revelation, divine revelation into the spirit Of your people today. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen. So here we go, folks. If it matters to you, it matters to God. Uh, Shout out to uh, Pastor CG, my beautiful wife, for speaking last week. She did an amazing job. And actually, this series um, is really as a result of what God has spoken to her about. It's something she wanted us as a community to spend some time on. And the title, obviously, she got uh, for the series was "If it matters to you, it matters to God." And so today, I'm going to talk about, um, in light of this, just um, how God cares for us, how He cares for us. He literally cares. Okay. And so here we go. I'm gonna, I'm gonna uh, jump into some verses, give you some points here, and um, once again, I, I really, I really hope that this um, just helps to encourage you and to um, ground you in the truth as to who God is, okay, in respect to this this subject matter. So here we go. So let's go into the word here, Psalms um, 138, and I'm gonna read verse seven and verse eight here. Psalm 138, verse seven and eight says, though I walk in the midst of trouble, you will revive me. Uh, You will stretch out your hand against the wrath of my enemies. And your right hand will save me. Uh, Verse eight: uh, The Lord will perfect that which concerns me. Your mercy, O Lord, endures forever. Do not forsake the works of your hands. I mean, there's just so much here um, in regards to this, and really, the the main part that really jumped out at me. But I like all of what's going on here in this in these couple verses. But really, he's gonna perfect that which concerns you. Like this is the point here that God does care. Okay, he's going to you know um bring to an end, he's gonna complete. Um, it's going to come to pass. Okay. It's coming to pass. Um, what you're believing for, God cares, he knows, he sees. And um, so if if God and, and look at it in in context, it is talking about you know uh, it, it kind of concludes these two verses with do not forsake the works of your hands and so i, I want to encourage you today that that in some way whether you see it or not uh, whether you've lost sight of it or not god's hand is on your life and there's something powerful about when god puts his hands on somebody you know when when god touches somebody when god reveals himself to somebody you know that's kind of he puts his hand on them he's like and the psalmist is like, man, though I walk through the trouble, so, so just because I walk through trouble doesn't mean God doesn't care. Just because I go through things doesn't mean God doesn't care. I mean, those things are a part of life, but in the midst of the trouble of life, in the midst of trial, persecution, affliction, all of the realities of life, God still cares. Okay, And the psalmist had a revelation of this because he said, though I walk in the midst of trouble, you will revive me. Right? So the psalmist wasn't, um, uh, didn't have a misconstrued view of God because of trouble. He's like, man, I'm going through this, but my God will revive me. He had a revelation. He, this The psalmist here that wrote Psalm 138, they had a revelation of God that I might be in trouble, but God's going to revive me. And, and he's like, man, you're going to stretch out your hand against wrath of my enemies. I, I. It hasn't been stretched out yet, but you will, right? Like I'm still going through it, but you are going to come through, you know, and your right hand will save me. There's three references in these two verses. You'll perfect that, which concerns me. Um, but it's talking about the hand of God and, and his hand is reminiscent. It represents, it shows that God cares. Okay. So there's a lot in the scripture about the hand of God, okay, and, and how it personally and intimately impacts our life. You know, Jesus said that nobody can snatch us out of the hand of the Father, and He also said nobody can snatch you out of My hand. So, so, so you know, and and you know, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, and He will exalt you. You know, speaking of in the old, under the old covenant, the book of Ezra, when Ezra came out of Babylon right to help he was a scribe so to help be a part of building the temple and and kind of servicing God's people and in the temple and all that and then they built the wall in Nehemiah uh, around um, uh, the city uh you know it says twice okay like kind of once Ezra was coming out of Babylon into Jerusalem it says the good hand of the Lord was upon him Okay, and so just leading him and guiding him. I mean, think about this. He was in captivity, born in the captivity. And in the midst of that, still speaks of God's care for that and for him. Like that God let him out. And so trouble is not the absence of God's care. Okay, it, 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 these things happen. Um, and this is why it is so important. And this is my first point is divine truth is revealed. It is revealed because I have met some people that have a revelation of who God is. And they have been through some of the worst and darkest of things. But because they know God, they don't have a bitter bone in their body. Like, like there is no bitterness, there is no revenge, and 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 they have maybe reason for bitterness, reason for hatred, reason for um, indifference, reason for to be uh, whatever, to to just, because of what it has happened to them, right? Because of the trouble, because of life, right? But they have a revelation of God. And it's like they have gone through the fire time and time again, but they do not smell like smoke. And so this is so important. This really a revelation of God's care is truly a revelation. We need to see God for who he is. As the psalmist said, let me read this one more time. I'm gonna read this scripture again. Psalm 138, verse seven. Listen to this now in light of how so important it is to have a revelation of who God is, to know him in his nature, understanding who he is, regardless of what happens to us and, and what happens in life. Here it is. Though I walk in the midst of trouble, you will revive me. Somebody say revelation. You will stretch out your hand against the wrath of my enemies. Somebody say revelation. And your right hand will save me. Somebody say revelation. The Lord will perfect, complete, bring to an end that which concerns me. Somebody say revelation. Your mercy, O Lord, endures forever. Do not forsake the works of your hands. Let me say it again, folks. Divine truth is revealed. Deuteronomy 5.15. And remember that you were a slave in the land of Egypt, and the Lord your God brought you out from there by a mighty hand and by an outstretched arm. Therefore, the Lord your God commanded you to keep the Sabbath day. Hallelujah. Somebody say divine truth is Revealed. It is revealed. Um, we, we, we must know who God is. And in respect to this, we must not allow the world, the system of the world, the spirit of the world, the ways of the world to define who our God is. We must seek Him for revelation as to who He is. All right? And so there, there's an old song, um, it's, it's more of a folk song um it's more he's a folk singer he's, he's passed away i think he passed away in kind of like the early 1980s uh 70s he was part of like kind of the um uh, the jesus people movement when all these hippies in the 70s got saved and it was actually a move of god that happened you can study this and look into this i think there's even a movie coming out about it uh but all these um um hippies got saved it was like this move of god in that whole world and culture um, and and predominantly down here in Southern California, uh, they called it the Jesus People Movement, but uh, there was one of this well-known singers kind of from that era, and he has this one song, uh, his name's Keith Green, and one of the lyrics is, he's speaking of Jesus, he says, but he cries, he weeps, he bleeds, and he cares for your needs, okay? Hallelujah. And so I'm gonna tell you here, I mean, sometimes we ask these questions. And I, I believe that they're, they're valid questions, meaning they're real questions. And this is why it's so important to have a revelation of who God is. Because circumstance, situation, trial, trouble, whatever you wanna call that, that negative part of, of life, and maybe even that stuff that just doesn't feel good, even as a believer, so it's why it's so important to have a revelation of God because that is what will really keep you through those times. Okay, this isn't intellectual assent. This this isn't just reading in the Bible that He cares. Oh, that's what the Bible says, but I have, I, you know, uh, you and and really not knowing that, right? And so sometimes we'll say, we'll, I think we all have these questions. We we all maybe wonder this. I think it's in our human nature and just. You know, they're good questions, but when you have a revelation of God, of who he is in his nature, it changes the, these questions, okay? But here's some. I'll just throw some out there. Like, if God cares, you know, why am I not married yet? Right? Um, I'm sure people ask that question. Um, if, if God cares, like, why did I get a divorce? If God cares, why did um, a, a, one of my loved ones pass away? Like, If God cares, why the tragedy, right? If God cares, why the trauma, you know? Um, For instance, this is a question I used to ask a lot. Um, Like if God cares, like why was I victimized as a child? Like as a little kid, child, victimized, you know, abused, all kind of drugs and stuff handed to me as a child, alcohol handed to me, like what, if God cares, like why did that happen, right? And so we are in a fallen world, folks, and, and the devil goes about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. And, and, and those are realities of life. But I'm here to tell you, because I have a revelation that God really does care. And, um, and in the midst of all that, You can look in the Bible and see people's journey. Could you, you know, even do, and you see that they had a revelation of God regardless of even the persecution and the martyrdom that we even just see in the scripture that their leaders were brutally murdered in front of them. Stephen was stoned to death in front of the church, like in front of people, this. Um, And I'm saying, even in and through all that, like, I'm gonna tell you right now, I don't necessarily know all the answers why, but I can tell you this, that I do have a revelation that God absolutely, eternally, and truly does care. All right? And I can say that, like, I I don't, I, I never ask that question anymore. If God cares why that happened, I don't know. I, 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 I mean, I, I don't, I don't, I don't. That 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 question doesn't plague my conscience. It doesn't plague. It doesn't. It doesn't sit in my soul in my mind anymore um, because I've truly experienced the truth that God does care. Let's look at a couple more verses here out of Isaiah. Powerful verses. Isaiah chapter forty-one is a very encouraging chapter. But here we go. Let's read these. Uh, verse ten, and then I'm going to read verse thirteen. Okay, but here we go. Uh, Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Somebody say it with me. Say God cares. Here's another one. Psalm 41 verse thirteen. This this chapter is just really encouraging altogether. But I just wanted to share a couple verses from it. Um, Isaiah 41 verse thirteen. For I, the Lord your God, will hold Your right hand saying to you, Fear not, I will help you. Sometimes we don't see all that God is doing. We don't, we, but, and we, 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 we can see at times even what the devil is doing more than what God is doing. But we must have a revelation. Revelation just means that the covers have been removed, that I see God, I have experienced Him, I am walking with Him, I am in His presence, I, I, I am. I, it is well with my soul. Come on, somebody, all right? And here's my next point. I'm gonna say it this way. Uh, God cares about what his hands are on. Okay, so so God cares about what, so his hand is, it just represents that, you know, God cares. He's He is acquainted. He is intimate with. He is associated with. He is in fellowship with. Whoever he puts his hand on, okay. Here we go. I'm going to read this verse. Powerful verse. This is kind of like the the main verse of of of, of this message today. But First Peter chapter five, verse five and seven. Let me read quickly here. First Peter five, verse five to seven. Likewise, you younger people, submit yourselves to your elders. Yes, all of you, be submissive to one another, and be clothed with humility. For God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Alright, so it's really speaking of community here in context, okay? Of family and community. Right? So it says, Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God. There's hand again, that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. God cares. For you okay and 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 care is that he is concerned with you okay he as we read in Psalms 138 he will perfect or complete that which concerns you he is concerned with you and I know we use that word concerned in a negative way no but he's just he's involved he is there okay um, he is paying attention to you this is what this is what it means? He's concerned, he is paying attention to you, and he is giving thoughts to you, all right? Casting all our care upon him, right? For he cares for you. Philippians chapter one, verse one to eight. Philippians one, chapter one, Chapter 1, verse 1 to 8, I'm going to read all of this here. Uh, Paul and Timothy, uh, bondservants of Jesus Christ to all the saints in Christ Jesus who are in Philippi with the bishops and deacons, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank my God upon every remembrance of you, always in every prayer of mine, making requests for you all with joy for your fellowship in the gospel from the first day until now being confident of this very thing that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of jesus christ right just as it said in psalm 138 i'm gonna keep reading here but you know he will perfect that which concerns you here in philippians be he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of jesus christ what god puts his hand on okay he is committed to god cares about what his hands are on he's a finisher he's going to complete it he doesn't just he's not playing games with you he's not just going to touch you one day and leave you the other he'll never leave you nor forsake you what god starts he finishes come on now we see that in creation you know, when he created the heavens and the earth, you know, the Bible says, you know, he finished. When Jesus was on that cross, he said, it is finished. So what God puts his hands on, he finishes. He he who began, he doesn't just start, he finishes. He cares. Okay? What 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 what, what I, he has begun something in you, and it's a good thing, and he's gonna complete it. He is committed to you, he is committed to complete the work that he has begun in you, he will finish it. He who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. He will complete it. He will bring it to an end. He will accomplish it. He will perfect it. He will execute the plan. He will complete it. This is our God. This is In his very nature, he has put his hand on you and he's gonna continue to work in your life. The psalmist said, Lord, don't forsake the work of your hands. The psalmist was talking about himself. Come on now, and he who began a good work in you, he will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. Come on now. Somebody say when we say God cares. All right. I I think it's what what was that that Kirk Franklin song, right? It was um, God can and He will hold you now. Like you are in His hands. He is faithful. Come on now. It's coming to pass. It is well with my soul. God's hand is on me, right? Uh, You know, the Psalms also says, you know. that, that he has put his hand on us, right? His hand is on us. He commands his loving kindness in the daytime and in the night his song is with us, okay? And so let's continue to read. Just as it is right for me to think this of you all because I have you in my heart. Spiritual leader, Apostle Paul, speaking to a church, the church in Philippi, it's actually him and Timothy both, right, are addressed as those that have sent this letter to them. And he's like, y'all are in my heart. Okay. This is one way that God cares for us and it is through other people. Like God uses people to care for us. He cares for us through others, right? And so here, this Philippian church, I mean, the persecution was crazy there. Um, to where Paul had to actually leave Philippi. He had to sneak out of there. And, you know, Paul is saying, man, y'all are in my heart. Okay? Um, He's affirming them. He is encouraging them. And this is how God was caring. One way God was caring for the church in Philippi was that here is their pastor, if you will, saying, y'all are in my heart. Okay? And so, because I have you in my heart, inasmuch as as both in my chains and in the defense and confirmation of the gospel, you all are partakers with me of grace. For God is my witness. Look at this. This is care. How greatly I long for you all with the affection of Jesus Christ. I want you to know, Hopeland Church, that you are in God's heart and you are on God's heart, all right? and I'm gonna tell you right now that you are on Crystal Gale and I's heart. You're in our heart, okay? We have you in our heart. We're praying for you. We love you. We are believing God's will, plan, purpose, and good pleasure to happen in your life, all right? Hallelujah. And so here it is, my next point is this. Allow God to care for you through others, all right? And this is only found in relationship, like in community, right? Look, as a believer, you do not have to and should not be an island to yourself, okay? This is one way God cares for us, and it is in kingdom community. Christian community, believers in Christ. I am telling you that some people are like, I don't know if God cares. And I'm like, you know, and I understand. I understand the struggle and the doubt in the moments. But have you put yourself in a place to be cared for through others in and through Christian community? I'm telling you, we are missing so much of what God has for us if we alienate ourselves or isolate ourselves from other believers. And you might say, well, um, I've been around other believers and they get kind of weird or whatever, you know. Oh, well, okay, well, welcome to the planet, okay? Welcome to humanity. And I understand there might be people that are confessing Christ and they are truly unhealthy and maybe they they as individuals may not be the best for you or may, it may, may, might not be the best environment for you, but. There is somebody. There is a body. There is a community for you. This is God's way of caring for us is through other people. Not the only way. Directly from him in your own prayer time, in your own pursuit and relationship with God in Christ, but also through others. So let me say it again, folks. Allow God to care for you through others. All right, 2 Corinthians 8, verse 16. Here's another Context of how God was using these these guys that were part of the local church and leading and, and a part of ministering to the local church um, in the first century, okay? But 2 Corinthians 8.16, look at this. 2 Corinthians 8.16, but thanks be to God who puts the same earnest care for you into the heart of Titus. So Titus was a spiritual son to Paul and Paul is saying Corinthian church y'all are in Titus's heart okay and he sent him there and there was some kind of um, some kind of involvement with Paul sending and this was in other churches this is Ephesus and obviously in Corinth sending Titus sending people sending other least I'm going to send them to you right to to look over you to minister to you right so this it's just but in the picture here is relationship. The picture here is true community. Like this is an actual person with a name that, that was, that this church was in his heart and he was coming or maybe had just left it, but he was involved. Okay. So, so let me read it again. Let me read it one more time. Second Corinthians 8 16. Look at this. But thanks be to God. Okay. Who puts the same earnest care for you into the heart of Titus. Thanks be to God. That God desires to put you in the heart of others so that they can care for you earnestly. It's how God works. It's how God works. I can't, I can't say it enough. I can tell you story after story. My whole journey with God here up to this point. It's always been somebody that God has put me in their heart and it has impacted and helped me and encouraged me and kept me in what God has called me to do. And it wasn't just from God himself, but it was through his body. So once again, folks, allow God to care for you through others. And I'm gonna end with this. I'm gonna end with this. Um, Last point. Last point. Um, God leans toward the broken. He cares. This is all throughout the scripture. I'm just going to read a couple verses here. But in light of what we go through, in light of... I mean, you just look at the Philippian church. I mean, just study that church. Study what's going on in Corinth. I mean, it was it was not easy. Being a Christian man in the Roman Empire, um, under that type of rule, and then the influence and in the kind of the religious aristocracy. All right, the Pharisees, man... Um, Christians were just marginalized and put out, okay, and just alienated, persecuted, killed, or or just like rejected from society. Really, I mean, and and then yet you see language. God cares, right? And they had a revelation of Jesus. They're like, man, we're gonna, we might suffer right now in this moment. There's an expiration date on the suffering. And God cares, he's with us, his power's moving, people are getting saved and healed and he's touching us. It's not easy, it's, this is a battle, this is a war, but God's here with us, that's what matters. They had a revelation of God. They, they, they had a revelation of who he was, his nature. All right? So, um, but God leans toward the broken, he cares, right? A broken and contrite he won't despise. Blessed are those that are broken, poor in spirit, right blessed are the broken come on somebody so i'm just going to read a couple of verses here and then we're going to close in prayer but once again let me say it again god leans we see this in the scripture toward the broken he does he leans he he, he the bible says he dwells on a high and lofty hill but also with those of a broken and contrite heart god leans toward the broken it's in his nature okay he cares so here let's read a couple of verses here and I'm going to close in prayer. But Psalms 27, verse 10. Psalms 27, verse 10. When my father and my mother forsake me. Talk about trauma. Talk about hurt. Talk about mental illness. Talk about rejection. Talk about insecurity. Talk about hurt. Talk about, right, all that. Like, like mother, and father forsake me. Think about it, okay? Look at this, then the Lord will take care of me. He cares. He leans toward the broken. He he moves toward the traumatized. You know, the, as Jesus read, when he stepped in the temple, he read, he quoted Isaiah, the spirit of the Lord is upon me, for as he, anoint, he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor, right, to to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives. Jesus is leaning toward us in our brokenness. And even as the Psalm says here, Psalm says 2710, when my father and my mother forsake me, then the Lord will take care. Of me. We need a revelation that God cares. Okay? And I really believe that this is what carries us even through the toughest of times. God will touch us, He will reveal Himself to us. Okay? Here we go. One more verse. One more verse. Job chapter 10, verse 12. Job chapter 10, verse 12. We know about Job. Job chapter 1, right? He lost everything and then went through a lot of stuff with his friends and what they're saying, and they're kind of misinterpreting um, his whole trial, and he's going through his own stuff, right? Like, talk about trial, okay? Here we go, verse chapter 10, verse 12. Listen to this. Listen to this. This is Job now. You have granted me life and favor and your care. All right. Has preserved my spirit. I mean, when you think about what Job went through, just ten chapters before this, okay, and he's saying this type of thing. The man had even through his trial, it wasn't pretty. It was messy. Okay, it was messy, but the man could still say, "Your care has." preserved my spirit okay and so that word care is like to have charge over it means to be in custody like i might be going through something but i am under god's custody right i am in custody right i am i am i am guarded and I am under the very oversight of God. Your custody and charge over me preserves, it keeps and guards my spirit. Come on, somebody. We need to continue to walk in, develop and believe for a revelation of the way that God Cares for our whole being that he would preserve our whole spirit soul and body unto his coming all right once again folks god leans towards the broken let me pray for you father i just thank you today i pray that everybody here god regardless of what they're going through what where they're at in their journey lord i pray that they would experience the care you have for them, I pray that they would walk in and experience the divine care, that even in trouble, even in trial, they would know in their heart of hearts, they would be able to say in truth, with absolute conviction, that it is well with my soul. That we could say, as Job said, in the the worst of times, almost, The the very worst of situation, that worst thing that can ever happen to anybody in this life, there was Job. But yet he still said, you have granted me life and favor and your care has preserved my spirit. So I pray, God, when we have that, that we walk in this this year, God, that you truly do care. And I pray that we would experience it and we would walk in it in truth. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. And everybody said amen. I hope you enjoyed the message. And my prayer is that you will change your world as a result. If you're ever in the LA area, join us for one of our weekend gatherings. And don't forget to follow us on social media. Peace.